Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Man, it's like you guys have been saving up your beefs. Ton of text messages coming in at 71307. You can get yours in as well. Start your text with keyword fan. We just had our beef segment. Can we stop? Going to get to some of these before we move on to the top five at five. Uh, let's see here. Texter says, if you don't use your turn signal, your car shouldn't turn. Uh, either accept massive insurance increases or use the damn signal. Are you saying, Texter, that there should be some sort of a governor or a lockout system that if you don't use your turn signal first, that the wheel shouldn't turn enough for you to like go 90 degrees. That is a bold statement there, sir. If that's what you're trying to say, Texer says Mythbuster proved uh, roundabouts are quicker than four way stops. Can we stop using the middle lane as an Excel lane? And can we stop riding in people's blind spots? Yeah, that's just a jerk move. Riding in people's blind spots, tailgating, all of those things are just jerk moves. Using the middle lane as an ex- like an acceleration lane. I, I see know, that. I can see that. I don't know that I've seen that as as that big of a problem. I mean, if you are on a three lane highway like I eighty five northbound and southbound through much of the Upstate, then the right lane is supposed to be the slow cruising lane, getting on or off of the interstate. The middle lane should be going slightly faster than the right hand lane, and you should stay. You should be going straight for a long way. And the left hand lane is supposed to be the acceleration lane. That's where you're supposed to get around people. That's where you are if you want to speed and you want to go fast. You should be in the left-hand lane. That's how it works. Left is the fastest, middle lane, and then right lane is the slowest. That's how it's supposed to work. Uh, Texter's Beef says, uh, how did Dan Campbell not get coach of the year when he took the worst team since the 1950s, not only to the playoffs, but won two playoff games? That comes from Wolverine Joe. Yeah, I don't know who decides these things, Wolverine Joe. Dan Campbell did one hell of a job with the Detroit Lions this year. And, you know, I, I think a lot of these people, they just their minds are stuck on trophies. And if you're not winning trophies, then then you're not doing anything like it's part of like our modern. Everybody has got to be the goat. The, the conversation is only about the goat and then everybody else behind them is trash. Like, no, we used to call them the greats, plural. Like we used to talk about the greats of any sport, not the greatest, because that is a completely subjective argument. Like one day all the MJ supporters will die off and the LeBron supporters will finally get their day to say that LeBron is the best. But I mean, people were saying the same thing about, you know, Wilt and Dr. J and, and Magic and all them before that too until MJ came and took it away. Texter says, I work for the city and I hate the roundabouts. 
Tell us why, Texter. Texter says, can we stop using brights all the time without dimming when approaching another car? Dude, that is that I almost couldn't see where I was driving last night on the road because there were so many vehicles with high beams. Now, I, I drive a Jeep, so I'm sitting up a little bit higher than, than your average car. But there are a lot of people who drive with high beams and they are working on technology texture. I don't know if you're aware of this. They're working on technology. I'm not making this up. I saw this in a doc documentary on YouTube uh, a couple weeks ago for new cars that has cameras that try to track the, the faces and the eyes of oncoming drivers. And so what it does is it has, you know, dozens of little mirrors that can turn the light beam away just a little bit. Really? So that it's not shining in the oncoming driver's eyes. Oh, how cool is that? So it's like, yeah, it, it, it sees where their eyes are, it predicts where they're going, and then it sort of creates a little blind spot by not projecting your headlight into that exact area. I think that's fascinating technology. That's the only problem cool. with something like that is it's going to take so damn long to implement it into enough cars that it's going to affect anything, right? Like we're not retrofitting old vehicles with that technology. It'd be awesome if we did. Texer says roundabouts reduce injuries and crash and crashes. The reason why it happens is that it's a slow speed crash. Ted in Pelzer. Texer says, can we just stop being idiots? Full stop. <laughs> like, Good luck with that. Yeah, that's all we that, – dude, that would cure so many things in yep. this world. Can we just stop being idiots? Great minds think, not alike. They just think. Yes, Texter, speak, uh, speak, uh, think for yourselves. Uh, Texter says, can we stop wiping – this is a weird one, man. I didn't, I didn't know that this was a problem. Can we stop wiping boogers on the wall in front of urinals? Uh, that's downright disgusting. That's nasty. I'm not sure that I've ever seen that. That's downright disgusting. Texter says they are forgetting to put blinker fluid in. As for the headlights, <laughs> they have astigmatism and shouldn't be driving. Blinker fluid. Texter says, can we stop having construction on I-85? We need to get the people that build Dollar Generals <laughs> to work on the roads. Texter, here's a true story. Uh, when I Back in the day when I was a single man, uh, I dated a woman that lived uh, up up on uh, you know I-85, off of I-85 in Spartanburg County. After I stopped dating her, immediately, or as I was starting to date her, the, the construction was beginning. I can't remember her name anymore. It's, going on. it's been going on that long that Jeez. I dated somebody multiple times. We went out multiple times. Then the construction happened, and I can't remember her name. Uh, in honor of baseball season, can we stop the ghost runner uh, in second in the extra innings? The ghost I like runner that rule. On second. I think it's interesting. You know, it, it's it's meant to speed up scoring in extra innings so we don't go to 10 extra innings. We just go to five or two or or whatever. Uh, let's see here. Texter says, nah, F that. Oncoming cars have cameras that see faces. Big brother much? Uh, Texter, this is kind of like when we talk about – you know, accepting that there are people moving to the upstate, like technologies happen that change the world for the better. And you got to just, you got to be willing to get out of the way and let technology happen. Like it's going to keep happening. What are, what are you going to do? Like, come on, man. Come on. Like, are you the guy that fought having a uh, seatbelt in your car? You know, after the federal government mandated seatbelts, you're like, hell no, not getting one of those. Big brother ain't going to tell me that I can't go flying through the windshield. Like, it's a problem. 
bright white headlights are getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And if it blinds oncoming drivers and there is technology that can mitigate that, I think it's worth exploring. Anyway, we have just blown through 10 minutes, almost 10 minutes of this segment. Let's get to it. Rapid fire. The top five at five, the five biggest sports stories of the day. The top five at five starts right now. Hit it. Kylie Kelsey refused to wear Chiefs gear to the Super Bowl to support her brother-in-law, Travis Kelsey. Is it ever okay to violate the rules of sports fandom? Hell no, it's not. Stay strong, Kylie Kelsey. I am so proud of you. She is a Philadelphia native. She is a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan. Her husband can do what he wants to do, support his brother, wear Chiefs gear, all he wants to. But Kylie Kelsey stayed strong. She wore a red Cincinnati Bearcats hoodie to the Super Bowl, so she was wearing the right color. She kind of did my strategy here, right? So I, I told you that I'm an App State Mountaineer. We're black and gold. My wife is a Furman Paladin. They are purple and white. And if I was supporting her like I did in their uh, round of 32 matchup last year after they'd beaten Virginia, I went to the bar to Yeehaw Brewing to watch the game. I wore white but I was not wearing anything with a Furman logo, so congratulations and awesome job, Kylie Kelsey. Next up, holy crap, the Charlotte Hornets aren't completely awful and hopeless. I mean, they're pretty bad. Like They're having a, having a, a rough, rough season. But the Charlotte Hornets have won two in a row, one more, and it's called a winning streak. This is how they got it done against the Pacers last night. Here is Miles Bridges posterizing Turner from the Pacers in that game. How much, how many wins would this Hornets team have to have in a row for you guys to pay attention? Most of you are saying they don't have enough. <laughs> they don't have enough games left in the season. Next up, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy was absolute fire over the course of the regular season. Get this. He was top five in the league in four major statistical categories. This dude was nuts. This is a regular season, mind you. Don't, don't, give, me with the, don't give me this, oh, it's the postseason. Not everybody was playing. No, this is the regular season fifth in the league in passing yards during the regular season. Fifth. Third in the league in passing touchdowns. Fourth in completion percentage. And number one in the NFL. The best quarterback in the NFL at yards per attempt. The dude was nuts. He played his mind out, uh, played his heart out in the Super Bowl. Just wasn't quite enough because, well, Patrick Mahomes is just He's just better at it than that, right? So the question is for the San Francisco 49ers, can Brock Purdy be that type of quarterback into the future who maintains some semblance of what he just did? Because that's a nuts season, right? But can he rally this team? If he can, I think Brock Purdy is the quarterback of the future 
for the San Francisco 49ers, and then they just get to add little pieces here and there. Get incrementally better at this position or that position. Maybe they should. Uh, maybe they should deal with uh, Kyle Shanahan and make him incrementally better. Maybe that's what the San Francisco 49ers need. Next up, I asked you earlier in the show, what is one thing that the Upstate needs more of, and one thing that the Upstate needs less of? My more of is green space and promotion of the green space. We're building a lot. I'm thinking of it from this perspective. I've gone downtown and gone to check out some of these rooftop bars. They're fantastic. You get a great view of the city. But when you look out, off in the distance, you see beautiful views and vistas and orange sunsets, and it's fantastic. But right in front of you, you see crummy white and dirty rooftops and air conditioning systems. Like, can we convert some of that into green space? I'm basically talking about rooftop gardens. I would love to see rooftop gardens in the upstate adding that green space in a place where until that building gets torn down 50 years from now, you're never going to have it. I want more green space creatively placed around the upstate that will clean up some of the CO2 in the air, that'll help absorb some light and some heat. That's what I want. I want to see creative use of green space, and I want to see us promoting the fact that we have beautiful natural outdoor areas for people to go to. I'm talking about Pretty Place. I'm talking about Bald Rock. I'm talking about uh, everything out there in Pickens County that's just beautiful out there, Lake Kiwi, all that stuff. We need to promote that more and let that become more of the culture of the upstate. The one thing that I think the upstate needs less of is crummy fast food. Look at the statistics. One out of three South Carolinians is obese. That sucks, you guys. And it's because we have way too much cheap, nasty fast food going up everywhere. It's like an area finally starts to come up a little bit, starts to gentrify a little bit, and they're going to put three or four crummy fast food joints in there, and it's never going to get any better than that. So Give me more green space. Give me less crummy fast food. And finally, San Francisco 49ers players admitted that they were not aware of the new playoff overtime rules. And now you may disagree with this. Jake Crane disagrees with me on this. He says it's on the players to know the rules. And there is a shred of that. But it is also on the coach to prepare his team for overtime situations. What'd you think, Kyle Shanahan, that you were just going to win or lose in regulation and it might not even come up? Come on, dude. Come on. This is the biggest game of the year. This is the biggest game of some of these players' lives. And you didn't bother to go over the overtime rules with them? Like, that is egregious to me to allow that to happen. Players from the San Francisco 49ers admitted that they learned the rules. Eric Armistead, defensive lineman for the 49ers, said it himself. They were learning the overtime rules from the Jumbotron inside the stadium. Like, I'm not sure that players knowing every single rule in the sport would have affected the outcome of the game. Like it's the player's job to go out there and execute. It's the coach's job to know the rules, the player's job 
to execute. But what it tells me is that Kyle Shanahan is not a detail-oriented coach, that he did not properly plan and work through scenarios, and it cost him. That's what I'm saying. That is your top five at five. It's the five biggest sports stories of the day. If you weren't paying attention for the last two hours and 15 minutes, that's how you catch up each and every day at 5 o'clock. When we come back, I was going to ask the question, is the ACC in danger of losing its grip on college basketball? But I'm going to tell you no. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Do you guys remember when being in the ACC virtually made you a lock to get into the NCAA tournament? I mean, like, you barely had to achieve a 500 record in the ACC, and you were in because there was so much national respect for the overall quality of the ACC that even if you were a mid-tier ACC team, you were a lock to get in. Do you guys also remember when SEC basketball was basically a joke, when it was Kentucky and everybody else? Like, Kentucky was elite. They were great despite being in a bad league. They were great nationally. But, man, that table has turned. Those turns have tabled. I was thinking about this from the perspective earlier when I saw a a link come across my phone and I was reading Joe Lenardi's Bracketology. I was thinking, huh, is the ACC in danger of losing its grip on college basketball? And I would say to that, no, because you've already lost it. The ACC is now a mid-tier basketball league. Like, you're still great at the top. I'm not saying that you're not, okay? You're still great at the top. But there is no depth in the ACC anymore. This, according to Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology, the ACC, in his mind, has only four teams getting into the NCAA tournament. And you might be saying to yourself, oh, four teams, that seems pretty good, right? That's that's some good representation of the league. That's not good when you consider the fact that nine teams in the SEC are in. And Ole Miss is sitting there as a play-in. 
So 10 teams. It's even worse when you see the Oklahoma and Texas. Granted, they're not in the SEC yet, but they will be. They're included in as well. So if you put teams in the conferences that they're going to be in, the SEC has 12. 12 Mm. out of 16 getting in. Again, I understand that Oklahoma and Texas are not in. I'm making an assumption here. I understand that. What I'm telling you is that Oklahoma and Texas are both good basketball teams, and they are going to be perennial favorites to get into the NCAA tournament year in and year out once they join the SEC. Like, come on, ACC, where you at? Because the SEC is kicking your ass up and down the field in every single sport. When it comes to quality depth across the board, the SEC is Debo, and he is pushing you down, and he is stealing your bike. Like, I know that it's a tremendous amount of money. That's a huge part of your ability to invest and spend money on good coaches. But how are you going to let the SEC just punk you like that? Take your lunch money like that. South Carolina, by the way, projected as a five seed in the newest bracketology. This thing changes and morphs every couple of days. They are seeded in Spokane against Yale, 12 seed. South Carolina is seeded higher than a team they lost to in Clemson, who, thank God, has turned it on over the past couple of games, right? Like, that seemed like a team that was falling off and might be in danger of of missing the NCAA tournament completely. But they got that win at North Carolina. You seem to be turning it around. You're bracketed as a six seed at the moment. But South Carolina has passed you. And this is a team that you beat. Clemson, you beat Syracuse uh, on the 10th, 77-68. You had that great win on the road at North Carolina. But before that, you'd lost to Virginia, a ranked team. You beat Louisville by six at home. That's not saying much. You lost to a ranked Duke. I got to say something on that. If you watch the ending of that Duke-Clemson game, Clemson was robbed of that victory. Doesn't matter. You lost. It doesn't matter. J.J. Hardy, Panthers culture, said on our show a couple of weeks ago, a year from now, nobody remembers context. You're arguing context. That doesn't matter. You lost the game. Leave no doubt, right? You were were winning that game. You should have won that game. That would have been a fantastic win, a feather in the cap for Clemson. Clemson, though? Sitting as a as a six seed, this is what this is what Joe Lenardi brackets in for the ACC. Clemson is a six, Duke is a three, North Carolina winning the NCAA tournament as the as the AQ at a number two seed, and they've got Virginia as an eight. They've got Wake Forest in the first four out, so you can't count them in this side by side comparison. Now compare that to the SEC. Nine teams are bracketed in right now. Ole Miss 
is a last four in play in team. So that's ten teams. You're in the tournament. I don't give a I don't give a damn if you're not uh, in the field of sixty four. If you're in the field of sixty eight, you're in the tournament. Those four teams have every chance to go and win the whole thing. Oklahoma and Texas not in the league yet, but they're coming. They're both in. So the SEC is absolutely eating the ACC's lunch as a league. And the ACC, y'all got to figure that out. Y'all got to figure it out because your elite coaches, Roy, Mike, they're gone. You can't let them carry the league anymore. Thankfully, thank God, I never thought I'd say these words. Thank God that Duke and North Carolina both hit on a good coach again. Or you'd have two teams in the tournament. And that would be damn embarrassing for the ACC, a league that has been as good as it is for a lot of as, as good as it has been for as long as it has been to be reduced to two teams getting into the tournament because Duke and North Carolina didn't hit again on head coach. But they did. But they did. So there you go. Bracketology, not a big fan of Clemson right now. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. 71307. Start your text with keyword fan. Anything you got to say, you can reach out to the show. Texter says Clemson had almost had the win stolen at UNC too, but they managed to win. I think that was the lesson from Duke. Texter says, don't forget that Oklahoma softball is about to be in the SEC, so they could dominate even more against the ACC. This is your wife, Cassie. Oh, really? Welcome, Cassie. Thanks for texting into the show. Yeah, uh, I think I offended Jake there for a minute when I said <laughs> I'm not super entertained by men's college baseball. I don't watch a lot of SEC college baseball. I should. I should. What I'm trying to tell you is, like, I watch my team play. Yeah. And Which, by the way, y'all have a beautiful stadium. If you, I mean, I've seen the pictures, and it is. We woo. do. We do. It. Absent in, in a rough situation where it's cold as hell up there for the first, uh, like, six weeks of the season, and they start almost every season. I know this season, something like 20 straight road games. Oh, wow. Like, it's really hard to get out of the gate fast when you're not playing at home. Uh, and you're on, you're on the road constantly, and you, you you know you're playing everybody on the road. That's that's a tough thing to say. Uh, Texter says when we said the same thing about SEC football a few years ago, we got slaughtered online. One off year means nothing. Go look at the final four teams recently. Look, I didn't say anything about the elites. I said the elites are elite, and Duke and North Carolina both hit with quality coaching hires after their two after their two legendary coaches. Retired. They are carrying the banner. Clemson, you're in this year, but most years you're not. Look at Brad Brownell's tenure. Most years you're not. So the ACC is lucky as hell that this is one of the good years for Brad Brownell. Without him, without it, you'd have three. If this was a typical Clemson season, you'd have three teams bracketed in. So I'm telling you, as a league, your depth is falling off. The elites are still the elite. The brand will carry North Carolina. The brand will carry Duke. The brand will carry Virginia. The brand ain't carrying Clemson. It's Joe Girard and P.J. Hall who are carrying Clemson. It's not the brand. You got no brand for Clemson basketball. 
I mean, hell, most of you don't even care. Most of you are Duke fans. It's a little jab. It's a little jab because we had a texter <laughs> text in forever ago. Inside running joke of the show. The Clemson football fans are secretly Duke basketball fans. You got no brand for Clemson basketball. You just don't. You got a long way to go. They need that it factor that says this is Clemson all the way. And I agree. Now, back to the whole conversation with the two, uh, North Carolina and Duke. I remember growing up, it was always four teams. It was North Carolina, Duke, Wake Forest, and Virginia. I remember those always yeah. the four that got Wake in Forest was always every elite. year because they had Tim Duncan at Wake Forest, too. And that was, that was very impressive. And now it's like... You, you do really see a, the ACC has just fallen off its Richter scale. Talk about a program that needs uh, an infusion in a major way. Wake Forest has got to find that diamond in the rough, that guy whose name you can't pronounce, who comes to play uh, basketball at Wake Forest from Africa or from the Virgin Islands. You know, you, you basically got to find another Tim Duncan that nobody else had ever heard of. You got lucky and found him. The problem is, I mean, like now he's going to leave. He's going to go somewhere else because Wake Forest doesn't have the bla- doesn't have the brand. Uh, let's see here. Texter says, dude, I played a baseball game in February in 20 degrees with a 15-degree wind chill, and it was miserable. Can't play in App State just yet. Yeah, you're right, Texter. Gorgeous stadium. It's They cheat a little bit because it's not real grass. <laughs> so it's this nice, bright green, beautiful. That's so pretty. But, you know, you see that view from up above, and you see all the golden mountains. Around. Thing is, they don't actually play in the fall when the mountains look that way. <laughs> uh, Misleading. Texter says, uh, I'm a Gamecock fan and can admit most of the others are closer. Wait, are closet Bama football fans. Wow. A Gamecock fan that can admit – am I reading you here correctly, Texter? I need you to to text in and, and give me the full – type it all back out again because I'm not, I'm not understanding your thoughts here. I'm a Gamecock fan and commit that most of the others are closet Bama fans. Is he saying like are all you the saying Clemson? Because you, you chant for – are you saying that Gamecock fans are closet Alabama fans? Because them's fighting words. Oh, You're yeah. going to have Gamecock fans with pitchforks coming at us, if that's what you're trying to say. But congratulations to South Carolina, what you've achieved this year, what Lamont Paris has achieved in just his second season. You're pulling this program back out of the depths. And I would love to see South Carolina football fans turn your love from football to basketball, you get more games, you get more exciting games, and you got a winner. So you better damn embrace it. When we come back, so much money was bet on the Super Bowl this year. We're going to talk about just how many massive bets were placed, ones that hits, ones that hit, ones that busted. That's next here on Offsides. What's good, everybody? <laughs> Brandon said he was missing the what's good from Mark being here. I don't know if you guys were missing it, but he was missing it, so I had to take care of my man sitting right here in front of me. Texter here says, um, once the Gamecocks are eliminated, 
in football after week one, they switched to rooting for the conference, which for years has been Bama. Gamecock fans, are you going to take that sitting down? Texter says you're eliminated. (laughs) He says that you're eliminated from winning the SEC every year after week one, and then you switch to rooting for Alabama because that makes the conference look good. Wow. 71307. Start your text with keyword fan. If you want to clap back to this texter who wisely, maybe cowardly, didn't include his name in his text. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, I love you, texter. I don't know who you are, but I love you. Uh, Texter says, and that's how Clemson fans are Duke basketball fans. There you go. So once Clemson gets eliminated, because you're not you're you're not good, you're not going to make it to the uh, you're not going to make a deep tournament run. You become Duke basketball fans to support the league. Texter's words, not mine. Texter says, when do we get to meet Brandon's lovely wife Cassie? He mentions her a lot. Ooh, hey baby, you gotta come now. You gotta come on the show. Ooh, hey baby. Y'all, if you have never met my wife, which Diesel can attest, my wife is one of the the most charming people in the world and i'm not saying it just because she's my wife she really is my best friend jd has gotten a chance to meet her mark knows her very well and uh, i'm i feel very privileged and blessed to have her as my wife texter says i was surprised that clemson people were so upset about the calls at duke since 95 percent of clemson fans are duke basketball fans (laughs) this is a gift that keeps on giving uh, Texter says, you liar. You know my jabroni phone number. You see me every week. Oh, that's J.D. in Simpsonville. Yeah, J.D., I don't have people's phone numbers memorized. I really don't. I know my wife's phone number. I only know my wife's phone number because I needed it for, like, our ACE rewards, our ACE hardware rewards. That's why I learned my wife's phone number. I didn't know it until then. So we have rewards for tractor supply, yeah. and they always tell you you earn points to get something. We bought the same dog food since we've had Stella for two years now. We have never gotten a reward. Maybe you're not buying the right product. Well, it's anything. And, and when we well, were there last time, they said you had to spend $200 to get a $100 gift card sent to you. Stella's dog food is 60 bucks, So so that's the, <laughs> it's not that, cheap. That's a random side question uh, through the show. What was the reasoning behind you learning your significant other's phone number? Did you did you learn it because back in the day you had to memorize people's phone numbers? Or are you like me and you memorized your wife's phone number because you needed it for like rewards at stores? Ours is for Publix. And I didn't uh I didn't I didn't want to because my wife's with me most of the time. Uh-huh. I didn't want to be in the store and be like, "Oh, hang on, let me look it up in my phone <laughs> and admit that I didn't know her her name." Her, her uh, phone number. Texter says, you do admit to be eyes glazed over when Ke- Kelly Ford comes on. I was just kidding. All love, but yeah, I call out my own fan base. Uh, give zero blanks. JD in Simpsonville taking shots at the Gamecock fan base here on a Tuesday afternoon. It's offsides. We are the fan upstate. 71307. Start your text with keyword fan. 844-FAN-PHONE is how you call in and be a part of the show. Sports betting is now legal in 38 states, and you know damn well that South Carolina is going to be number 50 to ever legalize it as long as Governor Foghorn Leghorn is in control. 
We are never going to get any fun things in the state of South Carolina. I'll say it. I'll say it. Yeah, I do declare that you cannot have any fun. I said, I said, I said. Uh, But, yeah, it's legal in 38 states. North Carolina just added it in time for uh, March Madness. It is geotagged. So those of you who live up in the uh, right uh, in the in the border areas, those of you in northern Spartanburg County, you guys can sports bet. You just got to drive across the border. Uh, we had a, a a betting expert on a few weeks ago, and I asked him like, just how good, just how good are the geolocators? And he goes, oh, they're good. He goes, all you got to do is be a couple of feet, really, inside the state of North Carolina. Boom, you can legally bet. With with a, a border that's all over the place, as all borders are, is that you get a couple of feet across that line, it knows it, and you can bet. Come on, Henry McMaster, allow us to have some fun. We already have a lottery, which is gambling at a gas station. Why can't we have sports betting? But Super Bowl 58 was expected to be the most bet on Super Bowl in history. There were eight confirmed bets, according to this article that I found. Eight confirmed bets of a million dollars or more. Now, they were saying there were probably more bets of a million dollars or more than that, but confirmed bets through the big sports books, eight bets of a million dollars or more. So here's some of the biggest bets that hit and the biggest bets that busted. Um, At BetMGM, someone bet $1.1 million on Mm. Kansas City and the sports uh, and the spread. Was that our buddy Ryan Horvat? I don't think so. We asked him once, "Do you get uh, to do you get to gamble for free?" And he said, "Oh hell no! They don't even give us the free the free bets that they give people for signing up." He goes, "We have to bet our own money." When you hear him on the show talking about the bets that they're placing, they are placing those bets with their own real money straight out of their paychecks, just like everybody else. Mm. Circus Sportsbook had a million dollar bet on Chiefs plus two. Fanatics had a million-dollar bet. This is nuts that somebody hit this bet. Somebody at Fanatics bet a million dollars on San Francisco's minus .5 in the first half. Really? So they would have lost the game. If they bet the whole game, they would have lost, but they bet the first half, and they won. I don't know what the payout was, but they bet a million dollars on that. $550,000 on Kansas City plus four and a half in the alternate line at points bet. I don't know how the alternate line works. Somebody who is a bit of of a betting expert, you can tell me how an alternate line works. Just a a book has its own spread. 300K on the Chiefs on the spread at bet MGM. But for every lucky SOB that won a whole lot of money. There's a lot of people who lost a lot of money. That's the thing about gambling. Don't bet it if you're not willing to lose it. Uh, There were five bets of a million dollars or more on the 49ers to win. Uh, That's a mix of the money line and the spread. So five million bucks, poof, lost right then and there. Probably stupid TikTokers who make ridiculous amounts of money. Uh, There were four more bets between... 500K and 700K on the same two bets, betting the money line or the spread. The question I have for you, the offsiders, and I think I have a a good sense of of who you are at this point, so I think it's going to be kind of an 80-20 rule here. Do you want legal sports betting in South Carolina? 
do you want it? If it was on a ballot, if it was a measure on a ballot, would you vote yes for it? Like, obviously, we're in a super conservative state. We're going to be one of the last to legalize sports betting and other recreational activities. <laughs> we're going to be the last to be making money off of those types of types of things. Like, we're going to be looking up at North Carolina. Look at all that money you're making on sports betting. Look at the roads. Look at all that tax revenue you're getting on sports betting. You look down at Georgia. Wow, your roads look great because you're investing all that gambling money into your roads. Do you want sports betting in South Carolina? 71307. Start your text with keyword fan. Dan B., who looks less like Bobby Hill than Spur Daddy, says, I vote yes. Heck yeah, Dan B. See, I don't have the money to vote, to to gamble on sports betting, but like I would bet, you know, five, ten, twenty bucks on a game. Like I, I don't, I don't need to, uh, you know, bleep measure with somebody else by throwing down hundred dollar bets. That's dumb. That's how you lose <laughs> a lot of money. You win some, you lose a lot. Texture here says, true here, Texture. You are right about this. You can do prize picks, prize picks, and you're you're. Your autocorrect took over, or you typed something in wrong. Uh, yeah, prop bets you can bet in South Carolina. That is because it is unregulated. We are strict about most types of gambling, but that is a new one. I remember looking up at why you can do prize picks. It's because they essentially just haven't ruled on it yet. It came to fruition. That type of betting developed then they just haven't voted on it yet. Uh, let's see here. Texter says, I knew my best friend's number and not hers. I assume you're talking about your wife. And she got jealous. We were young. Yeah, that's rough, dude. You know your best friend's phone number and not your wife. Now, is your best friend a lady? Or is your best friend a dude? Because I don't know any of my male friend's phone numbers, not a single one. Uh, Texter says, I have to memorize numbers in case I'm ever in jail. Times are tough. You never know. <laughs> What you did to go to jail, which means you should remember two phone numbers. You should remember your wife's phone number. You should remember your parents' number. If Amen. your parents are still with you, remember their phone number. Call mom and dad. They'll come and get you. <laughs> hey, Diesel, I found an article here about from people.com that Drake bet on the Chiefs and won $2.3 million, making him one of the highest paid payout bettors. In Super Bowl history. What did it say he bet? Like, what was his bet? Let's see. I'm going to read it and I'll tell you. Bad radio, of course. He bet $1.5 million that the Kansas City Chiefs would beat the 49ers. When it all came out, he ended up netting $2.3 million. So he won back his 1.15 plus the additional to make it $2.3 million that he won overall. Wow. Okay. Must be nice. Yeah. Um, unconfirmed by this by this article that I found, but man, Drake making that money. Oh, bet are bet. Oh, better, better is an actual app. Didn't know that texter because I don't gamble uh, on sports. Uh, texter says I would like to play poker legally, but I'm not good at picking winners and uh, picking sports. Yeah, that's a tough one, man. It's to me, I would pick based on my heart, not based on my head. And like I would get too into all of the analytics and the the reasons for. You know, like who I think will win and why, and I would go nuts and I would change my personality and I wouldn't want to be a part of that. So, um, yeah, I'm a blackjack guy, texter. I played uh, on our honeymoon. We went down to the casino and I did pretty well. 
I won like $400 over the course of three trips to the casino, and then I lost 150 of it in the last 10 minutes before we left. Like, that hurt, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I got a, I got a life lesson at the casino. I was up three days in a row. I should have just walked away, but we had like 10 minutes to leave until 10 minutes till we had to leave to go to the airport and catch our flight. And I said, I'm going to keep gambling. And I lost like a hundred, 150 bucks, mm. just like that. I was still up for the weekend. So I still feel okay about, about my weekend and my gambling foray as a whole. When we come back, this has been the biggest topic of the day. We'll bring it back. We'll hit the refresh button on it. See what you think. Something that we need more of and something that we need less of in the upstate. We'll get to that next on Offsides. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.